0: The cast iron gate creaks as the cold air sets in. Crunch of the autumn leaves beneath your feet alerts the spirits within of your presence. The mist of your breath sounds heavy and disturbs the silence. With no turning back, you begin your walk into the woods, stride by stride. The smell of the wet wood falls heavily upon your chest, bringing a sense of feeling of being accompanied. But by who? The starlit sky guides you to the left of the woods of the beaten track, where old man Charlton used to drag his wooden leg through the woods, creating a trail wherever he went. Unbeknown to him, he was being watched on this late Friday night, the day before Halloween, by Edward II, King of the Estate. The site of the Georgian Apley Castle is now marked only by a group of silver birch trees, but the gardens laid out to enhance the mansion are still visible through the thick haze. Old Man Charlton would often walk the grounds as a poultryman, desperate for food to feed the family. The ice house, deep underground of the pools, he thought he could go unscathed, taking the long route. Just him in the dark, smoky night, and nothing but the sound of squawking birds and the flutters of sweeping bats. Cold, hungry, overworked, a wooden leg left him little opportunity. And the king knew this, and seemingly took advantage. Sent to clear the grounds ready for the king's feast, the annual party, full of royalty, overdressed in fine colourful clothing, made with velvet and lace, jewellery glaring of the large chandeliers that feature in the oversized halls. Dressed in an old boot half hanging from his foot, toes poking out at the end of his ripped socks, dark trousers and a bright jacket, he brushes the pathway down past the old duck pond over the wooden bridge, clearing the standing water that had partially frozen over to stop the horses and carriages from sinking in the wet mud. Eyes staring through the mist. Hello, he says cautiously, hoping he doesn't get a reply. Eyes drawing closer and closer at an unhurried pace. He steps back, gasping as his wooden leg slips on an iced over stone and lands in a heap of overgrown shrubs. Quack, 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 quack. The eyes are upon him as a duck appears. A sigh of relief overwhelms him. Not knowing whether to laugh or cry, he gets himself up. But it doesn't end there. A sense of feeling, like he's being watched, just cannot escape him. A walk he has made many times rapidly feels unknown and unfriendly, like uncharted waters within the grounds though he is. He knows he needs to keep moving. Complete darkness has overtaken the castle entrance. Not a smidge of life in sight. The night just become more uncharacteristically frightening. And with the castle seeing nothing more than the shadows from the cratered moon. Old man Charlton didn't like the feeling he was getting tonight. His gut wrenching, telling him there was something wrong. He was watching you walk the same path he did. Dragging his leg, guiding you thump woods towards the pool. A rumble quickly grew to an earth-shaking blast of thunder. He shot his nimble hands into the air as lightning attacks the old silver birch tree. Plummeting to the ground, the fire strikes. Timid old Charlton darts for the tree line. Around the pools is an escape as a fire engulfs parts of the woods. Afraid for his life, the fear and tremors start kicking in. With no time to think or dwell, he must find the househouse. It's his only saving grace. Edward II, not far behind him, knows exactly where he is going and will be damned if he doesn't escape first. Knowing that old man Charlton can't move quickly, dragging his old battered wooden leg, he takes a different route to the ice house. The ice house is full of food and would see them last this torturous time out and hopefully survive to tell the story. Edward II approached the pools on his right and followed the water's edge round past the tip. Looking back towards the estate, the entry to the ice house was hidden under some disturbed rubble. Being the narrow-minded superficial arrogant man he was, he was sure to beat Old Man Charlton to the underground fortress and begin to close the entry port behind him with small boulders and rocks nearby. Edward II, although had much money and lived an extravagant lifestyle, was always envious of Old Man Charlton and the family and community around him that loved him. He had no money, he worked long hours all year round, but he had love to give and to receive, something Edward II had none of. His so-called friends loved his money and his parties, women loved the lifestyle he could give them, but no one loved him for him, and he turned very sour. Chundering away as he blocked up the entrance, he did not realise, sat behind him, protected, old man Charlton had beat him to the spot. Staring him down, realising Edward Second had been following him and left him out there alone, or so he thought. Charlton was angered, raging, emotion overtaking his body, hands shaking, sweat dripping. He could not believe what Edward had done to him. Exhaustion and slithers of smoke seemed to seep through the bricked up wall, waking old man Charlton up, coughing. He comes to. Covering his mouth, he starts pushing the boulders and rocks out. He has a family. He needs to get home. As he reaches the surface, the morning dew and smoke covers the pools. A deep, thick haze means you can no longer see a tree line. Is there even one there? Moving as fast as he possibly can, he heads towards home. Police on horseback stop him on the old road out. Firemen covered in soot. How did he survive? Who else is in there? Word got round pretty quickly and crowds started gathering. Ironically, no one offering to help or asking about Edward. The castle still standing relatively strong and no sight of Edward. After weeks on end, they granted heir to the throne to the slighted Apley Castle's Francis Charlton. Old man Charlton, Francis, became a lawyer, spending much of his time in London. After the monarchy was restored, he was invested with the Order of the Royal Oak by Charles II for his family's support during the awful ordeal. But Francis, now with money, fame and fortune, became himself big-headed, dishonest, emotionally detached and a supporter of the Duke of Monmouth, which led to him being embroiled in the Roy House plot a conspiracy to assassinate Charles II and James, the Duke of York. When this plot was uncovered, Francis Charlton, who became known as One-Legged Charlton, having lost a leg at the age of 21, was imprisoned in the Tower of London, but subsequently, released for his lack of substantial evidence, some of the other conspirators were less fortunate and had been executed. He retired to his estate at Appley, but very much alone, or once again, so he thought. And one sleepless night, in the castle, he looks out of the bedroom window to see Edward II, as white as a ghost, from head to toe, with the cold air surrounding him, walking towards Charlton, over the pools, as a mist came from behind him and he vanished. From that night on, Edward can still be seen and heard over the pools watching and listening to passers-by. Francis Charlton was buried within the ice house but the entrance has never since been found.